You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Breaking bread. By the, by the end of the month, we're going to go into covenant with the Lord as a church. Okay? And uh, I believe it's very significant. So, all you are doing is preparation. <laughs> it's preparation. We've been looking at the names of God. And we're going to take another name of God this morning. I noticed last, last week when we talked about El Hakavut, some people were just shocked. <laughs> So, um, this morning we're going to look at another name. The reason why we study the names of God is because when you study your Bible, you find that names are very significant. And each name reveals something. Okay? Um, just like a lot of African names have meanings. People are, people are given names according to there are usually circumstances or something that leads to certain names. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. So um, names are significant. Even in the Bible, a name can reveal the nature of a thing. So the person, if you call somebody... If you look at the Bible, you find that um, the name could reveal the, the nature or even the character of a person. Remember when God wanted to bless, when Jacob wrestled with God. When he wrestled with God, he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Until you bless me. And how did God bless him? Change his name. He says, your name shall no longer be Jacob. Your name shall be Israel. For you have become, you have wrestled with God. Yes? And you are now a prince with God. So, that was how God blessed him, by changing his name. And if names are not significant, why would God do that? Why would God do that? Look at even a man like Abraham. God wanted to um, fulfill his promise in his life. But God went as far as changing his name. And his, his, his first name is not that it was a bad name. His, his, his name was Abram. Okay? Abram means exalted father. It means exalted father or father of heights. So in other words, the guy, I mean his name, by his name alone, he was exalted, right? It's good to be high, to be the head and not the tail, to be above and not beneath. Correct? But that was not enough for his destiny. <laughs> and God says, your name shall no longer be Abram, but your name shall be 
Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. How did he make him? Part of the making process required a name. <laughs> so, when you call something, when you name something, you define it. And there are things that are revealed just by that name. Just by that name. So when we study the names of God, we understand His character. Because each name reveals something about Him. That is why we study. Well, what about, is the name of Jesus not enough? The name of Jesus is great. It's good to study all those names so that you understand how far the name of Jesus can go. <laughs> yeah? Mm. So, this morning we want to look at El Olam. <laughs> El Olam. Okay? El Olam. I have a friend called Olam. <laughs> And uh, he used to be he used to be a, a Muslim. He got saved. Another friend of mine led him to Christ. He's now a bishop <laughs> in um, in one other country, one of the African countries. So many churches, but his name is Olam. <laughs> L Olam. O L A M. Hmm. Okay, let's look at the scriptures. Let's see um, what the Bible says about El Olam. El Olam simply means everlasting God, okay? Everlasting God or eternal God. Everlasting God. That's the God that never changes. So you see, when you understand this quality, you know that for eternity... From everlasting to everlasting, he remains the same. Why? Because he's El Olam. So you can, when things are refusing to change in your life, El Olam comes in. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will see the hand of God in your life. Okay, let's look at, let's start by looking at the first time this name appears in scripture. It's in Genesis chapter 21. Genesis 21. Now this was, the context of this was when um, Abimelech made a covenant with Abraham. You see, Abraham was, was uh, so powerful that kings wanted to be his friend. <laughs> Imagine you go into a country as a stranger, as a, as a foreigner. Then the president wants to be your friend. 
The president looks for you and he says, look, let us be friends. Let's, let's have a covenant agreement. How many people know that that doesn't happen? It doesn't just happen. Why? Why would a king come to want to be your friend? It's because he's seen something, right? He's seen something in your life. And he knows that he's better off being your friend. Because you are going to be great. Greater than him. <laughs> and uh, you might take over his kingdom. So he decides that he wants to be a friend to Abraham. Yes. Because remember, this is the king that was rebuked by the Lord because of Abraham and uh, Sarah. Okay, let's look at... Um, let's just read verse, verse 33. Okay, you know what? Let's, let's, to get the whole context, let's read from 22. And it came to pass at that time that Abimelech and Pichol, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. May that be your testimony. Amen. God is with you. May people see that God is with you. Do you know that there are some people you are not sure who is with them? But let it be clear that God is with you. So, that's why this man, this, this king, wants, wants to be close to Abraham. Now therefore swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, with my offspring, or with my posterity. But according to the kindness that I have done to you, you will do to me and to the land in which you have dwelt. Can you see that? This man is wise. He is telling Abraham, swear to me. Let's, come, let's have an agreement that you are not going to deal falsely with me. And even after I am dead, my children, I want to secure them in this. I said to you that we're going to have, we're going to have a covenant that will tie our lives and our children's lives to God. How about that? That's what this man is trying to do with Abraham. And Abraham said to him, said, I will swear. Then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. And Abimelech said, I do not know who has done this. You did not tell me, nor had I heard of it until today. So, his business was taken over by, <laughs> you know, a well was very significant in those days. Yeah? That's a place where you, 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 um, you get water for, for your flock, uh, even to irrigate your whatever, your plant, you, you've planted. So it's, it's, 
Water was, is a resource. And these guys, one of his servants, sees the well from, from Abraham or from Abraham's people. And Abimelech says, look, I didn't know about it at all. And you never told me. I'm just hearing of it for the first time. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave them to Abimelech. And the two of them made what? A covenant. And Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, what is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs which you have set by themselves? And he said, You will take these seven ewe lambs from my hand that they may be my witness that I have dug this well. Therefore, he called the name of the place Bathsheba because the two of them saw an oath there. Okay? Then, look at verse 32. Key. Uh, Thus they made a covenant at Bathsheba. So Abimelech rose with Fecal, the commander of his army, and they returned to the land of the Philistines. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Bathsheba, and there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God, the El Olam. Hallelujah. He called on his name there. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines many days. You see, so this revelation came, it was a product of a covenant agreement. This Abimelech asked for a covenant with Abraham to protect himself because he could see that God is with Abraham. When you see that God is with somebody, don't fight the person. Amen. Do you understand me? Some people are foolish, honestly. They, they, they can fight somebody that is walking with God. And they don't realize that the God of that person is going to deal with them. So anybody that fights you is in trouble. Do you understand? Yeah. If anything, you need to pray for them and say, Lord, have mercy on this one. Because they have no clue. They don't know what they are doing. Because the God that you serve is a jealous God. The day will come that he will rise up to fight. So Abraham, he gives us insight into El Olam. Huh? This is the Lord, God, the eternal God, the everlasting God. And it's interesting that it was as planted a tree. He planted a tree. You know, trees live for long, right? Yeah, trees live for long, and that's speaking of longevity. You say, he gave him 
um, he gave him the ewe lambs as witness. So in covenant, there are some things that happen. There are exchange of gifts. There are certain things that happen each time there's a covenant. But now he plants that tree as a memorial that will continue to speak. And you know what? In the spirit. The, the interesting thing about covenants is that when you go into a covenant, um, even with someone, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to teach on covenant. When you go into covenant, even if it's with another person, God is witness. God, God watches over that. Yeah? That's why when, when people get married, for example, because marriage is a covenant, when people get married, for instance, and then they treat their spouses anyhow, God is upset. And Malachi, he talks about that. He talks about it. It can, it can bring God's wrath. So, if you don't honor the relationships you have, you will not experience the blessing of El Olam. Do you understand? It's important. God is a relational God. God honors relationship. But we don't. Unfortunately, we live in a generation we we'll live in a generation that does not honor anything but self. How are we going to how are we going to experience God's best if we imbibe the spirit of this age? Many of us are being tutored by the world. And we don't understand that the word of God is what we're supposed to live by. Amen? The everlasting God. So, if He is the everlasting God, it therefore means that whatever we do in God can last forever. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah. Do you know that our relationship can last forever. I mean with one another. Is it not possible? It's supposed to be like that actually. So that even death cannot end our relationship. Yeah. Death should not. So that's why we need to live with the mindset of the everlasting God. That's how he operates. Isn't it amazing that God still introduces himself as the God of Abraham? Thousands of years have gone. But you see, El Olam is faithful. He will honor that relationship. So, I don't know about you, I like eternal stuff. I don't like temporary stuff. <laughs> I know some relationships are temporary, 
<laughs> because their purpose is, you know. I, but I like the eternal ones. I like, I like to relate with people in a way that we can continue in heaven. How about that? So if you have that in mind, do you know it will affect how you treat the person? Amen. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will affect that. Many of us don't think like that. But I'm sure the Lord will give us understanding. Okay, let's look at Psalm 90. From verse 1. Male Mosul. Say, Lord, give me understanding. All right. He says, the Lord, he says, no, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. How many generations? All generations. You have been our dwelling place in all generations. From Adam up till now, you have been our dwelling place. Yes? From Abraham up till, up till now, you have been our dwelling place. Verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth, and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. I remember when I was small, there's a song we used to sing. I will praise him from everlasting, everlasting to everlasting. I will praise him from everlasting, everlasting to everlasting. So forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, ever, we will keep praising him. So God has been from everlasting to everlasting. El Olam. That is when he manifests himself as the everlasting God. When he manifests himself as the God that will never change. As the God that will always be. Hallelujah. He will always be who he has been before the beginning began. Yes. Doesn't that give you, doesn't that give you confidence doesn't that give you confidence in your walk with God? Doesn't that help you to even have faith? Because faith is based on the person of God. It's based on who He is. Do you know that there are some people you cannot have faith in? Because they are unreliable. They say something today, tomorrow they say another thing. If you find somebody like that, can you have faith in the person? You can't. He said this story today. Tomorrow you come. He has changed. 
the goalpost keeps moving. The story keeps changing. And then he now says, trust me. Huh? Are you going to trust the person? No, you, 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 you'll be a fool to trust the person. As a matter of fact, the Bible does not say you should trust people. It says love people. Yes. You don't owe anyone trust. You owe them love. Correct? Yeah. People earn trust. Trust is earned. Trust is not a right. Don't come and tell me, you must trust me. Make me to trust you. <laughs> I will trust you if you give me reason to. Am I correct? If you give me reason to. So God has given us a reason to trust him. That's, that's what El Olam is about. It's, it's about you seeing that he cannot change. For eternity. Do you know what everlasting means? Do you know what forever means? Your mind cannot even conceive it. They tell us about some um, fossils that they found that are hundreds of millions of years. <laughs> huh? Hundreds of millions of years. So, <laughs> how old do you think God is? And he has not changed. Have you seen somebody that has not changed? Their character remains the same. Like since you've known them, they've always been like that. One of the things you will notice is that you trust those people. You can believe them easily. And that's why when you know El Olam, it helps your faith walk. Unlike Satan, he used to be an angel of light and then he changed. <laughs> Isn't it? He did what? Changed. And yet, some people still believe him. That is a fool to trust Lucifer. My goodness. That's not smart. You agree? Yeah. yeah. So, I want to believe that God the one that made the heavens and the earth the one that has established the heavens in, in fact before heaven was he had been and he has not changed that is why I can put all my eggs in one basket and be rest assured. 
But everything he said, he will do. All right? Let's look at uh, Isaiah. Isaiah 26. I'll read from verse, from verse 1. He says, In that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God will appoint salvation for the walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now verse 4. It says, trust the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. El Olam there. Everlasting strength. So one of the, one of the meanings of El Olam is God, everlasting strength. The everlasting strength. Or my everlasting strength. So when he manifests as El Olam, your strength will not abate. Don't you like that? Strong. They wake you in the morning, you are strong. In your sleep, you are strong. <laughs> when you are tired, you are strong. When you are excited, you are strong. When you are sad, you are strong. When you are happy, you are strong. <laughs> I like that. Just strong. All the time. The enemy is looking for a weak moment, but he can't find. Anytime he comes, El Olam is manifesting in you. <laughs> Amazing. Everlasting. I want my strength to last forever. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, because I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm in him I live and move and have my being. As he is, so am I. How about that? But if we don't study these things, we cannot have that kind of faith. Because faith comes by hearing. So you need to know, yes, We've had weak moments and all of that. But in your moment of weakness, that's the time to draw from El Olam. And say, although I feel like this, I'm not like this. <laughs> As what the Bible said, let the weak say, I am strong. Yes. I believe in that. It's amazing how I've been able to draw supernatural strength in the moments of weakness. And I know what I'm talking about. Even physically, I've received strength on many occasions. Just drawing from El Olam. So what I'm sharing with you works for me. 
and I, there's no reason why it won't work for you. Okay? Do you want to see more? Let's look at another scripture. Um, let's look at Jeremiah chapter 10. El Olam. I like this name because it also reminds me of my friend. Remember the, I told you about a friend who met a lion face to face? That's the one. El Olam was with him when he met that lion. <laughs> In Congo. <laughs> face to face. The lion is looking at him. He's looking at the lion. <laughs> huh? Yeah. And he also met a python. Can you imagine that? So you need El Olam, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Because he walked to East Africa. God says, I want you in East Africa. I'm sending you to East Africa. He didn't have enough money. And he's praying, praying, trusting God for money. To go. And one of my other friends, the guy that led him to the Lord, comes to him and says, The Lord told me you are supposed to go to East Africa. He says, Yes, God told me. You're right. I'm believing. I'm waiting. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting for money. Don't you have legs? He says, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He had a little bit of money. He used that money. You know what? Travel from Nigeria to Cameroon. The money ran out. So he now has to. <laughs> from there to Congo, from Congo across Congo. Until he got to Central Africa. There was war going on in Central Africa. Passed through Central Africa. Central Africa to... Kenya, from Kenya to Tanzania, my Lord. You think you have gone through stuff for God. <laughs> huh? And then now God blesses him, somebody is upset. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm shocked and amazed at people. Huh? You don't know the story behind it. You have no idea the sacrifice. You have no idea the price he has paid. Walking and walking and walking for days, for weeks, for months. In the jungle. Look for a tree. Sleep under the tree. Find a hut. Sleep in the hut. Live on fruits. Find any kind of water you drink. When you don't have water, you pray. Huh? Got to a place and he was there. Met these villagers. They don't speak English. He doesn't speak their language. They know what to do. They gave him a place. He said, <laughs> Body language. Huh? 
They gave him a hut to sleep. He slept in that hut. So while he was sleeping at night, he just heard, boom! Oh, what is this? Somehow I think, I don't know whether he had a torch or something, put it on, and it was a big python <laughs> that landed. <laughs> He froze. <laughs> huh? It's supposed to be in the tree somewhere. I don't know. Must have found his way inside there. And he's been there. Nobody has been there for long. This guy. Now this thing drops and. But he escapes. <laughs> That's why we can tell the story. <laughs> huh? But El Olam <laughs> was with Olam. <laughs> if, he, if he kept Daniel in the lion's den, hmm? remember that. He is El Olam. He's still there. Everlasting. Everlasting. Yes. So you can have faith when you think about that. That the same God is with you. Is the same God that you serve. Same God that you serve. Hmm? I love his story. I mean, that is a powerful. You need to hear him testify and share his story of his journey. You will be challenged. I must invite him. I'll tell him. He's actually been here, but not during the service. I just brought him. And then we prayed here together. You want to hear him? I tell him. I tell him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there are people that love God. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? People love God. That's why we must enter into a covenant. We want to love God. People love God. I'm challenged sometimes when I think about the things that people go through for God. And then some of us complain about little things here and there. God forgive us. We're going to drive that spirit out of this church. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We will love God so much that uh, the saints in heaven will look and say, I wish I had done this when I was alive. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe that this is our time. Amen. This is our time. So that is El Olam. I think we'll stop here. I want you to know that the everlasting God, the eternal God, the El Olam. Yes, the one who never changes is the one we serve.
is the one we are walking with. That the way he walked with Moses, he can walk with you. The way he walked with Abraham, he can walk with you. The way he walked with David, he can walk with you. Do you understand me? Yeah, the way he walked with my friend, he can walk with you. Yes. Never changes. Everlasting. From everlasting to everlasting. From eternity to eternity. You know what? In the, there is eternity past. And then there is eternity. Yes. So in the eternity past, that was before Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. That's called eternity past. Because how do you measure it? You can't measure it. So we just call it eternity past. And then... God made the beginning. He began the beginning. <laughs> he began creation. And then after everything is done, we're going to be there with him. From everlasting to everlasting. He is... I don't know what to say. I'm telling you. Because I'm sure he can accommodate every single one of us. Right there. In his throne. He's massive. He is massive. Huh? I would like him to come and manifest himself to you. I'd like him to reveal himself to you. Wouldn't you like to see God? Yes? I want that. And you will. I said you will. You don't believe it? You will. Just follow me. <laughs> you will experience God in ways that many people will be shocked. When you come and start telling people your experience with God, they won't believe you. Amen. They'll say, is this possible? Mm. You tell them it's possible. It's my testimony. It's my experience. Amen. I've met El Olam. You will tell them. Amen. Hmm? Yeah. And it will transform your life. To transform the lives of people. Every one of us in this church must meet God. Amen. We need to meet God. Not to die. No. We need to meet God. I want God to come into your room. Hallelujah. Don't you want that? That's why you need to love him. He only comes to those that love him. Hmm? Except for when it's out of mercy. Like Saul on the road to Damascus. He could tell. This guy is he's just ignorant. And then he meets him on the road. And look at the transformation. Look at the change. How much more you that love him. I was meditating on the word and I could see God is promising that he's going to come to us. 
my Lord. These are things that people are already experiencing. These are things that people are already stepping into, stepping into. And we cannot be different. If it happened to Abraham, I'm telling you, it will happen to you. Right there, Abraham, call on the name El Olam. What's a revelation? Yeah. And you see someone like David calling him. You see Moses calling him. Psalm 90 was written by Moses. And that is, yeah. Psalm 90. The one we just read. It was written by Moses. So, Moses had that revelation as well. So, why can't you have that revelation? Now is our time. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Mighty God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www dot every nation midrand dot org